Welcome back to Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the fly pot himself, Cody. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing a little recap from last week's Versus plus Ultimate Madness 3. I'm going to have my real thoughts about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I share a personal story about my best friend Nick, and of course, two for twosies. So let's go. Ian, if you ever listen to this podcast, I just want you to know that from the conversation I had with my mom after last week's episode, she would have gladly have given you a ride home around that time. Uh, and to the people that have been texting me and hitting me up about that story, no, I don't feel no regret. I don't feel bad one bit. And if I had a chance to go back to 1997 and relive it all over again, I would. This is episode eight. Of the podcast, Access Code. What up, everybody? Um, This is going to probably be like a little Lucy episode or something. Because um, I really didn't have the game plan to do it as well I wanted to. But hey, you know, I don't know why I'm saying that. Because it's not like this is not weekly. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get right on to it. First things first. If you didn't listen to Access Code podcast, this is something that you missed from last week's episode. Let's have tactics like you know for torture. That's the worst you, type of shit. That's the worst type of shit. Like at what point? <laughs> you probably gonna agree with me, but if somebody go have a thousand that's roaches like, after like, me, just shoot me, fam. That's, that's fear factor. Just, just get it over with. I don't. I don't want this because <laughs> that's like fear factor. But I ain't winning no damn money, right? <laughs> I gotta pay you the money. That's not being that fear factor shit. Yeah. Every Saturday, you know the deal. So, um, speaking of Saturday, uh, we finally got the SWV versus uh, Escape uh, versus. So, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep score. I had a prediction. I put it all on Facebook. You know, SWV is beating, you know, Escape 15-5. They pulling out a casket for him. I was saying some shit like that. You know, I, I wanted to talk some shit just because I wanted to see who really out there to be the Escape fans. Here's the problem, y'all. Um... The first half of that battle was was horrible. It was just it wasn't it was not it. It just seemed like they I don't know what was going on. Like the the beginning when they had um DJ DJ A one and Spinderella, they was playing some records. Now of course I know maybe to some other people I know my you know my wife definitely had felt this way. Uh, they was playing some records that wasn't really like Escape SWV like appropriate. Like it was just playing like some whole some uh, some club shit. But it was actually probably the best part of it in the first half, though. It was probably the the most fun that you know I'm dancing to all these records, and having a good time. Like it was it was fun. That's how you wanted to do. It. They was in Atlanta, so you know might as well turn it up. You know in the south and shit. Uh, it just seemed like the first half was just kind of lackluster. I was taking score, and um, I got to the ten. It took about an hour, and I was just like, oh god, this is already dreading. Like the battle was already kind of just like long or whatever like that. Um, you know, I did. I think my favorite song from the first half, if I'm not mistaken, was probably Downtown, which is the best head song out. I don't care. That is the best head song out. And it's a good one, too. You know, so, yeah, that that was one of the first things. So I'm thinking, man, this thing's lackluster. I, at the same time, I'm actually watching um Ultimate Madness 3, The Ride Battles, which I would give my, my thoughts on, you know, what happened on Saturday for that after this real quick. But. The whole thing was, uh, it was kind of crazy. 
So, um, you know, they went to the half, the half part, you know, right before they get to the next 10. And I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let me just go get something to eat. Because at this point, uh, Ultimate Madness 3, the, the semifinals are already, they done. Like, they had four battles and they got through them pretty quickly, even with the judging and all that. And I'm like, oh, we still got time to kill. But I'm hungry here. So I went to, you know, Whataburger. You know, I went to Crumble Cookies to give me a nice little milk chocolate chip. I you know what? I'm gonna put this universe. I'm gonna try to get Crumble to sponsor this podcast. We're gonna see what happens. But anyway, so I'm thinking like, man, you know, if this battle was good, I wouldn't have left at this time. I definitely would have waited till after the battle was over with. And um, I get the text from Charisma. She's letting me know that Candy was playing you in that. And I was like, no, actually, take that back. She called me because. I wouldn't have thought. I was thinking like on some other shit. I I think I made a joke saying, man, I think Candy should play Peach Candy. You know, like, you know, the song like, uh, you know, you ugly as a mother. Not ugly as a motherfucker. I wish I never fucked you. That song. If you not, if you don't know what, what I'm talking about, please look that up. YouTube, iTunes, whatever. Look up Peach Candy. All right. It was uh, Candy and, uh, and Rashida. Anyway. She was doing you and that for one of her rounds. And I was like, I know she didn't. No, she didn't. I know she didn't do that. And yeah, sure enough, she did. Okay, cool. Oh, um, luckily enough, uh, you know, they played uh, they played uh, Men in Black, which I'm happy they did. You know, because I'm thinking like, well, I mean, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I think they should. So it was great. You know, it was cool. The second half was way better. And that's when they really got in their bag. Once they performed anything... Oh, oh man, it took me back. I I think that the way their strategy worked, it just was real dreading in the beginning for both teams. And they played their songs that was just kind of like there. But I think the second half, they were like, we're going to have to give it to them. We're going to have to give a good finale. And I think they did that. So I do commend them for coming back the second half coming up. I mean, SBV, the ladies had the Jordan 1s on. They was having fun out there. You know, of course, you knew Week was going to be in there. You know, all that. They When they performed the Week, that was the best performance out of either or team, in my opinion. Uh, they had fun out there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I still thought the SBV won. I didn't actually, um, I didn't keep score because, I mean, I don't want to go back to, you know, look at the songs on the playlist, which I did, but I'm not going to be like, well, you know, because the performance, it was some things. I know I tied it at one point. I think I had a 4-4-2 going into the second half, and the, those two were ties. One of them just because the songs they had were matched up equally, but one for the song and the other one for the performance. That's kind of how I did that. Real quick before I get off this, uh, once I saw a post that Coco from SWV had made about the verses, she had mentioned that how she's now I'm not saying she saw this, but she knew that a lady had gotten shot outside of her hotel. So I don't know if she heard it, but she definitely heard gunshots. She looked outside. It was crazy. She gets to the venue where they do the they did the vent, the uh, the verses. And she had an anxiety attack. And you know, she said she was crying. She was screaming and stuff. She she just didn't have the energy to do it. That's why she looked a certain way in the first half. It was just you could tell the energy was off. But her sons really motivated her to get back out there, you know, finishes out for us, for the for your team and everything like that. Cool. So the second half, everything was way a little better. I think that, you know, it was great for her. I mean, we wouldn't have known that. It's cool. But I'm happy that she did say something. It's, it's, it is what it is. But it was great. Um, Great for both teams. They both showed up out there. So, yeah, uh, props to you ladies for, you know, finishing out the night really great. So Ultimate Man is 3 had happened. And um, the battles were good this this round. Um, 
the before the battles I had for this particular round because my bracket is already busted. I had Casey J winning against Prep. I just had a good feeling. I just felt she was gonna win this battle, and you know she did. And Prep choked, and I'm I don't know what it is. Is that what is up with these rappers choking in front of uh Casey J? Her I heard four of her last six opponents on the URL have all choked. That's crazy. Um, the Cortez and Jack Boy main battle was good. Uh, that was real close. I still had it. I still had it. Um, Cortez winning that battle. And he wanted to win in it. I, I think people were saying that they could have went either way. But, you know, they did a good job with that one. Uh, the Rum Nitty versus um, who did he go against? Uh, Swamp. Um, I thought Swamp, because this was the rematch between the two, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that they were going to have a closer battle than what I thought it was going to be. I think Nitty just out there just outright won. It could have been 2-1. I think I had it 3-0. Uh, I think he had a 30, a gentleman's 30 at that. So, yeah. And then Gichi Gotti versus, oh, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. It was Rum Nitty versus Drugs. That's my mistake. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I actually get Drugs and Swamp mixed up. How the hell would you get drugs? Dr if for y'all that don't watch Battle Rap, I'm sorry. Just look these guys up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just said I get drugs and swamp to mix up. That's something that you wouldn't want to mix up even if it wasn't Battle Rap as you're talking about. But anyway, so yes, uh, Nitty beat drugs 3-0. And Swamp and Geechee had a battle. That was a 2-1 situation for me. Geechee to me, is probably going to win this thing. I have it in my mind for the finals. It's going to be Rum Nitty versus uh, Geechee Gotti. Rematch between the two. Both, they, you know, you know they go, they both Crips. Somebody from the West is going to win. I have it being Geechee for some reason. He just seemed like he wants this 100000 So, shout out to that. Shout out to Drake and Caffeine and the whole URL team for that and everything. And then also, quick thoughts about the uh, NFL draft. Because is even though I'm about to get into sports real quick. Um, shout out to uh, Buffalo for drafting uh, Gregory Russo. That was a good pick for them. Um, I see big things coming out of from the U over to to um, Buffalo, especially Miami drafting Miami's uh, Jalen Phillips. That one to me was is gonna be a good one. So I think he's gonna play real good defense over there. Um, I, I'm mad that Brevin Jordan didn't get picked as early as he. I wish he would have got picked up earlier. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, for the for the Houston Texans, thought that was kind of good. But uh, hopefully they figure out what the quarterback situation with that going to be because I don't want him to just be out there trying to catch all these passes and ain't nobody real out there throwing this. If Deshaun Watson, whatever situation is going on with that. Um, Quincy Roche went over to Pittsburgh. That's going to be good. So um, hopefully he, uh, he gets out there and shows them what he can do. Um, I know they should have drafted uh, Jose Borrelagas. He did not get drafted, but he got picked up by the – Buccaneers and the Buccaneers got all their teammates coming back next year, so I won't be surprised if they make it to the Super Bowl. But he gonna kick these balls, and people's going to be like, "Yeah, we should have drafted him." So show him out there, Jose. Um, Falcon State. Uh, Tylen Wallace went over to Baltimore. I thought that was a good pick for them. Um, who else? I know Chuba Hubbard went over to the Panthers. And I wasn't too thrilled about that one because they already have a great running back with Chris, Chris, Christian McCaffrey. But maybe it can be like a Mark Ingram, uh, Alvin Kamara type of situation. Both running backs are so good. You can, excuse me, like both of them in the draft and everything. So uh, in the in the um, 
fantasy football shit. So yeah, that that was good and everything. Uh, shout out to everyone that got the draft pick. Shout out to all the, the major ones. So we'll see what happens for everybody that that um that plays into the season, and we'll see what happens. I mean, we got an off season as in seventeen games instead of sixteen. So yeah, it might work out. So shout out to all y'all. All right, since basketball season is officially ended, and yes, I know the season's still going on, but I'm an Oklahoma City resident. I like the Thunder. It officially ended. Well, it ended a long time ago, but hey, I don't talk about sports enough on my show. Might as well. So, I don't know what happened this year. Front office made some horrible decisions. They made decisions that were good on paper. And the way they executed was way worse. Like horrible. This is probably the the second time that uh, Oklahoma City's had a losing season. And I don't know what the hell happened. Actually, I do. Bad decision making. So, um, let's go back to a time where the decision making in Oklahoma City wasn't so good. Okay? It was 2008. The Thunder had just arrived. Oklahoma City opened their arms to having a professional team of any sort to our state. I mean, when you have things like college football is the most major thing in the state. And then after that, it's just like, hey, we watching other people play sports in their cities. It was a it was a it was a different situation, I guess. But right now it was crazy. Right. I used to go to those Thunder games all the time. I went to the Hornet games when they were here. When the Hornets were here, I used to go to them frequently. We used to get packages and to the point where uh, for Oklahoma City for the first couple of seasons, you know, it was easy to get games. And the reason why it was so easy is because the Thunder sucked the first year. It was a bad year. It was just horrible. I mean, they was just getting good players. I mean, oh, you know, Kevin Durant was just starting to really become himself. Russell Westbrook was fresh drafted from UCLA. Everything was working into his favor. But now, it, you know, after a little bit, it got better. You know, they, they, we basically was taking a bad debt from, from Seattle and came over to Oklahoma City. And I know this because Seattle, as much as they love talking about how they, they was mad that Oklahoma City, air quotes, took their team. They didn't make the playoffs the last three seasons before the team officially relocated. So we're dealing with basically a broken ass team. They hired, you know, I don't know when they hired him. And I think he was pretty good as a coach before he went to Seattle, you know, for the Supersonics or whatever. But PJ Cosmetolitan, he was a horrible ass coach. I don't know his last name, so he's Cosmetolitan, whatever. And they fired him in the middle of the season, and Scotty Brick stepped up, which was a great hire. I think out of as the Thunder has been the Thunder, that has been the best decision making that they did. You know, and, and of course, you know, they had some good decisions of, you know, drafting Serge Ibaka, getting James Harden. You had a squad. We talking to the point where they was one of the worst teams in the NBA year one. And then year two, they're in the playoffs against the defending NBA champions, the Lakers. And their first official game in Oklahoma City in the playoffs, they held Kobe to 12 points. I noticed because I was at that game. $100 to be up top. I was at that game. It was great. Uh, well, actually, uh, my experience at the game was fucking horrible. But the game was great. So, nonetheless. And um, I don't know. It's it, it just like, it, it, these were the, the youngest guys in the NBA. It was just fun. 
especially when they had that playoff run. They went to the playoffs um, and went to the NBA Finals. I was in San Antonio when we were taking uh, my nephew over to SeaWorld. I forgot how old he was at the time. Um, may have been four, if I'm not mistaken. And we, you know, we took him there. And uh, I remember being in San Antonio and all decked in some Oklahoma City gear, taking pictures in front of the Alamo. That's how serious it was. I'm talking very serious. And they went to the NBA Finals and went against a ringless LeBron James. And LeBron was motivated and I don't know what. Oklahoma City won that first game. And after that, that, that was it. We and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, the state you go, you went everywhere, and everybody was wrecking, you know, repping Oklahoma City. That was the fun part about it. But um, yeah, we got spoiled pretty quick. The decision making came down to like you know the very next year, you know, James Harden was one of the hottest players out, and I don't understand this to this day how the fact that they did not see James Harden more than the six man. I mean, he won six man in the year, but you don't want somebody like that to be sitting on the bench coming off the bench going to the court and doing his thing you you wanted somebody like that on your court tabo cephalosha was for for a mind of a woman was only good to look at he wasn't nothing special to be playing that was it i mean think of it like this who still who still like who won mvp between those two i rest my case but at i got spoiled y'all because Oklahoma City, that, that was just like, it was fun watching basketball. You know, it was fun to see at a time where they got out the first round of the playoffs. It was fun to see, you know, MVPs just on this team and everything. I mean, I don't care what nobody say. That was one of the best teams to not win the championship. Now we fast forward to today. So, let's recap a little bit. First of all, them firing Scotty Brooks when they did, I understood why they did that. To me, as the Thunder, that was the best coach that Oklahoma City had. But their decision-making on the next hire, Billy Donovan, was not so great. He was okay, but he's soft as shit. I, I thought Billy Donovan was soft. I, I was calling him soft from the beginning. He was just so quiet. I, sometimes I just like my coach just to, to be a little animated or something. I don't know. It, or it just seemed like you can be a winner. You know, he had his poker face on, but he wasn't winning through, you know, the deck of the cards. He sucked. He was just there. He was just filling up space. That's what I thought of him. So when they fired him, you know, before this season, I was, oh, well, they parted ways. Air quotes again. They parted ways. Real quick, just because it just popped into my head. Why, why does when a black coach... Like, you know, get fired from an organization, you know he got fired. But when you fired the white coach, it's parted ways. I, you know, because who just volunteers like, you know, hey, I'm going to just go ahead and get out of here. And they're just like, you know, I think I think you should, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I, that's what I think. But anyway, so I, I was thinking, OK, so, you know, what's going to happen? So first off, let's start off with Chris Paul. Chris Paul was only here on a one year deal. First of all, he was one of the best players that Oklahoma City's had. And and I'm not talking just the Thunder. I'm talking about the Hornets. But for him to be part of the Thunder organization and, and is how much wisdom that he had and imparted to the new younger guys coming up, I thought it was a great idea. That fit because you needed someone that was a leader that could lead this team. We don't have Westbrook no more. 
and the things that Westbrook was doing that could have been deemed as mistakes, but hey, it's Westbrook. We get past those issues. You know, Chris Paul was able to fill that role just fine. I mean, I I, I would have wanted Chris Paul and and Russell Westbrook to be on the same team. That'd be nice. You know, Russell kind of you know he could be he, he could be a shooting guard. It could work, but you know we're not gonna be able to have that. It's okay. It's okay. And when when Russell left, it wasn't that bad of a deal. You know, we still respect him. He he went to the Rockets. I, hey, look, if they was gonna win the ring, I wasn't gonna be mad because I want I want Rus- Russell Westbrook to get a ring before it's all over with. I don't want him to be someone that they would say, oh, he was great, but he never he never won it. I want him to win one, it, it, and I'm okay if he won one with a different team. I just want him to have it. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's one of the best to do it as well, and I like to see him win one as well. But at the point, you know. I feel like Oklahoma City should have really decided to, to bring him back. I don't think he would have not came back. I mean, I know he had those little messages right before, you know, they got eliminated from the playoffs in the bubble. But I feel like if they could have played their cards right, they could have kept them. Okay? Couldn't keep them? Fine. He went to the Suns. And at first I was like, you know what? For some odd reason, the way that the Suns played in the bubble, Devin Booker is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Chris Paul is just a great point guard. All together, they have Deion, DeAndre Ayton. They're going to make the playoffs. And what they doing? They're getting ready for the playoffs soon. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Dennis Schroeder from Oklahoma City. He um, he gets traded to the reigning uh, NBA champions, the Lakers, for, for Danny Green. Danny Green's coming to Oklahoma City. I mean, he screwed up, you know, the that one game by missing the three and him being a, a, a pretty good three-point shooter for the Lakers. And, um, okay, that's that, that's that. I, I think that the Lakers won that trade, but I'm okay. Danny being on the team, I think he could be a nice little two-guard. Okay. Oh, he's not coming. He gets traded to another team for Al Horford. Al Horford. Which is cool, but okay, it's a little different. We already have a center. We have Stephen Adams. We don't have Stephen Adams no more, huh? They traded him. How do you get rid of somebody like Stephen Adams? Stephen Adams is not on the Thunder no more. What? Now, although the team that he went to, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I mean, but the Pelicans got more wins than the Thunder, so okay, that's bad. And, and I can't see him in another jersey outside of the Thunder. That's that, that's how crazy it is. All right. Well, who we getting? We get George Hill, but we lose him. You know, Shea Gilders Alexander needs some other people around him to to remain great. Here's the crazy part: the Thunder didn't have a coach, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, there's some coaches that need some, you know, some jobs. I'm, I mean, I don't know who else you can get, but choose wisely. I mean, I don't care. Look, if they could have, they could have got Avery Johnson. That would have been a nice fit. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if he's coached in a while or something like that. You know what? They could have dug deep into college basketball, into somebody that has a little credibility. I would have wanted them to get Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway is a coach. If a Memphis was not bad, he actually had a few draft picks go to the first round. Maybe he can be able to get some guys. I mean, he played in the NBA. I think it can work. No, we didn't. Doc Rivers needed a home. 
this is the honest to God truth. This is what I said to my mom when she had first called me about, hey, you know, Doc Rivers is no longer with the with the Clippers and the Thunder need a coach. When you think there'll be a good hire? And I told her, nah, I regret that. I wish that Doc was able to come over here, but he didn't. He went to the to the 76ers, you know, and, and got uh, Danny Green and jo- Joel Embiid and uh, what's my man's name? Ah, forgetting his name. Ben Simmons. Thank you to my mind here. Yeah. So, okay. Well, who we get? His name is Mike. I think his name is Mike. I don't know. He's the Oklahoma City Blue coach. They hired within. This is how I felt what happened. You know, he transferred from positions, right? And he must have did good in that interview process to the point where who else did they interview? Because they either they interviewed some bums and this was the best one they could pick or no one interviewed for the job. He got promoted from from a team from the G League that wasn't nothing to brag about. I think G League coaches are where they're at because of that. Now, I think he was the assistant coach, but that wasn't somebody I would have. Are we broke? Is it Oklahoma City Thunder broke? Please tell me the Oklahoma City Thunder is broke because I just I would feel so much better if that was a headline because I'm starting to realize what they could have had. We couldn't make no play for no big player, no big coach. Bradley Beal couldn't come over here when 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 John Wall was getting traded. He couldn't come over here. We couldn't get Westbrook back. Who who else who else could have Thunder use anybody? The decision making that y'all made. All for draft picks. So, luckily enough, the Thunder fans wasn't able to go to the games. Because I wouldn't want them to see this bullshit. Did you see that game they had against the Warriors? What, they lost by what, 45? The Warriors team that isn't as good as they once was, but good enough that they're going to be great. So... Hold on, I just I just gotta get out this out of the way because it just made me think of this. You know what I miss so much? It was a time where times was just simple. I miss the Oklahoma City Blazers. I really do. Yeah, if anybody live in Oklahoma, do y'all remember that the Oklahoma City Blazers, that uh, the hockey team, a minor league, which I wouldn't know the term for hockey because I don't think it's this minor league. But you know, you remember the Oklahoma City Blazers? That was one. Uh, hockey is very underestimated. If you have not went to a physical game, go. I haven't been to an NHL game. I would love to. Oklahoma City Blazers was fun. Like, times was simple back in, like, 95 and shit. These motherfuckers won the championship in the year 2000 and all that. Now, real quick, because, I'm, you know, I'm going to get back to the Thunder before I end this. Um, this may be a rumor, and this is what I heard. So, if I'm completely wrong about this, I would love to know the real truth to it if this is not the truth. Now, I didn't... I got this from a source, my dad. And so, my dad told me... Or I overheard him say that the, basically the reason why that the Oklahoma City Blazers were no longer the Blazers and they just happened to just no longer be a team is because somebody from the from the team as a player had sex with the owner's daughter and the owner you know went to the to the team was like yo who 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 did it and nobody snitched and he basically was like well I'm cutting the organization that's what I heard now I might be wrong but if that was a way to get rid of your team with a boss ass move. And I'm just mad. Now they got the Barons years later, which was which was cool, but it, it didn't have that same feel as when the Blazers were here. 
that's when sports was fun. And can you imagine if the Blazers was able to play in um uh, in the Chesapeake? I know they had the the Costa Convention Center where they played when it was called the Myriad, but it would have been fun. It would have been fun. But real quick, Thunder. Um, real. I'm just getting this out the way now. Uh, draft is coming up. Apparently, since we are just trying to rebuild, I don't need another year of rebuilding. Y'all better get it right next year. Get it right. I'm not playing, Mike. I. I me personally, I cannot fire you. You got one more year. You got to get it one more year. Okay? No more of that. Off-season, free agents, start signing some people. If we broke, start getting some loans. Get a PPP loan uh, for fuck's sake. I need y'all to get back to it. I do not want to see another year of the Thunder not making the playoffs, although this is what the third time in the in the, the, the history of the Thunder, as the Thunder, this has happened. I don't need it no more. Get back to it. All right, so since I had gotten some uh, some nice feedback from text messages from friends and family about how uh, I told you know a personal story in last week's episode before I had did the interview with my mom, I decided you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna share another one, and this actually was a last minute decision because of the fact that when I was talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder, it made me think about a day that happened in one of the playoff games, and I'm gonna start this off by saying. And I'm going to send this to him, but, you know, if anyone that knows me, they know that my best friend is Nick Coffee, right? So, Coffee, if you're listening to this, um, I know we had this in a conversation, I think, last year about this and, like, face-to-face when I told you how I, how I felt about the situation. But I got to put it on the show because it's my show, and I'm not too embarrassed about the situation now. But this will happen, y'all. So, I had told Nick that I, I wish I could be... A better friend to him as in I wish I can have fearless moments when I'm with them when me and him just hanging out because Nick always will find a way to get us into something but I'd like to be the mediator to get us out but at the same time we never took it too far but I'm hoping it never does get far as in this particular night all right so what happened was is that it was game six of the the playoff run between Oklahoma City and the Lakers. So this was the first time the, the Thunder made it to the playoffs as the Thunder. And they're going against the defending champions. I had explained that a little bit in you know in the last segment. But game six, we went to uh, Hooters, Nick and I. And we go there. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Nick, I don't I don't know, he just he he has it's something about him that he just he knows that everything is going to be okay, but he will get himself in situations and just knows how to get himself out sometimes. But, you know, I, I've seen him do just some crazy shit at the same time. I love him for it, right? At the, but for me, I'm a little different. I don't like to put myself in situations that are just uncomfortable. I avoid confrontation for a reason. I just don't, if I try to put myself into it, I got to find my way out of it if I do, right? So we're watching the game. And you know how when you're so passionate about when your team plays that when you're mad at something, you'll say something to your TV and just kind of go back to, you know, whatever. Well, it's different this time because we're in a restaurant. He looks at the TV and I don't remember what he said exactly. But what I do remember is him saying something out loud. I remember laughing to myself. It was kind of funny, whatever he said. And the table next to us at Hooters, 
around 10 minutes after Nick said whatever the hell he said, this dude gets up from the table, walked up to Nick, was like, hey, bro, you got a problem with me? And Nick looked at him like, what are you talking about? He was like, well, you just said whatever Nick said. I don't remember. And Nick looked back at him like, no, I wasn't talking to you. Dude said something back like on some like, I think you was. Nick replies on some shit like, well, first of all, you sitting here interrupting our dinner while we're watching the game. You best leave. Okay. So, so dude just said something like real slick, like mumbled under his breath and went back to the table. Now, of course, it's already ruffled Nick's feathers. Nick's just not going to just let that shit just slide. Me, I'm like, God, I hope we don't get in this situation because when the dude left his table, he was in a table of six. It's two of us. So let's do some math here. If we happen to get in a fight, that's three people for one person. Y'all, I don't know if I can fight at this time, but probably at at this particular time as well. Like at the time when it happened to the to this moment. And the only reason I said this because the last actual fight I remember getting into was in middle school. And that was with Nick. I don't know who won, but he don't got a podcast to say it, so I won that shit. I didn't. But anyway, so so we <laughs> I'm thinking, God, please don't let us get in no situation. I'm trying to enjoy this game. Me and Nick already playing. We was going to go to a little kickback, nice little shindig afterwards, like around 10. It's about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at this point. I'm, I, I've, first of all, who likes to fight? Who likes to, to, to get, you know, nice looking? You know, you put on some nice clothes. I'm single at the time. Wherever I go, I want to get chose. You know, it, it, I don't want to, I don't want to have to. You know, come in there and get scratches and I don't know. I don't know how violent things can get. I'm the dude that's trying to get us out the fight. If if anybody remembers Dane Cook and he did his B and E um comedy skit and he was talking about you know when he goes breaking and entering people's houses, you want the friend that tells you you don't want to they don't want to go to kind of talk you out of it just so you can kind of feel like, hey, I can do this. I'm that friend because I don't want to get in the shit. So Nick just the whole night fucked this whole mood up. And he was just sitting there just thinking, I'm just going to fuck with him. I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm thinking like, I know what the hell we need to do. We need to get this ticket and we need to go. We need to get the check now. In my mind, I ain't say that out loud. I ain't going, you know, I ain't show, I'm trying not to show fear to my own best friend because I don't want him to think, oh, I have to fight all these dudes by myself. But I know I have to. I just don't want to. I think that's the, the gist of what I'm trying to say. Well, I do remember going the, the dude going to the bathroom. Walked up in there and Nick was like, you know, I should go in there myself. I was like, no, you don't got to go to the bathroom. I know you. You just would have went, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, like, one, don't go. Because, first of all, you go in that bathroom and you start something. Them five dudes at the next table going to want to start some shit with me. And you ain't here. So, I'm not about to. We're not going to do that math equation. You know, if it's one-on-one and you picking your own battles and you fighting your own battles, I'm totally fine with that. But if I have to, nah, nah. You know what I felt like? I'll tell you what I'm going to feel like. This this makes it a little easier. Next Friday. So, in this version, I'm Day-Day in Nick's Craig. You play too much. Now, if I get into it with them, I'm, I got a Larry and you don't. Don't be getting it. You're going to get me in trouble. Get out the way. Move. Just move. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
Um, and the crazy part about the whole thing is the dude that picked the fight with Nick at the at Hooters uh, was in my intro to business class at UCO. So, spoiler alert, or long story short, we didn't get into a fight, thank God. We didn't get into a fight at all. So, I couldn't have told you if I knew how to fight y'all because I didn't have to worry about that. God was on my side. I must have prayed a lot trying to eat these nice-ass wings looking at, you know, the waitresses with the, the orange shorts and the in the tops and whatever <sighs> nick i love you if you listening to this i love you to death bro and um yeah you know i mean i know we we we're different but i don't know if i've really just detailed it like that last time i told you this but if you remember this story please call me as soon as you hear this because I'm, I'm letting you know right now uh I, I don't know if i feel bad or whatever but hey all is well I ain't got no fight, and I'm looking for the rest of my life not to get into one. Two for Tuesday's time, y'all. Everyone should know by now. Favorite part of the podcast. And artists, you already know the deal. Hit me up, accesscode, P-O-D at gmail.com, or DM me on accesscodepod on Instagram and everything like that. With that being said, the song's got to be dope, but hey, you already know the drill. Here's the thing. Uh, for two for two, since I love playing whatever the hell I want to play, I decided to go back to some old Drake. And when I say old Drake, I'm not talking like so far gone. Let me go to something that was before so far gone. This was the song that he had with Elza and Fonte, produced by Knife Wonder. Think good thoughts. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Knife Wonder. Don't judge me, man. They tend to say that us rappers are materialistic. Say we lack substance. Me saying L about the food and wrong though. Uh, we know what you're thinking, love. You think we out smoking and drinking, love. Push your big whips, chains clinking, love. But y'all really know me like you think you know me. We know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late Love, but y'all don't really know me like you think you know uh, me They don't be saying that I'm humble, I'm hella nice But that I've been approached to sign a Rockefeller twice They just tell you all the rumors they heard And we laugh soon as you come and tell me like I'm Ellen Bryce My group theory is that when you two cheer it They try to bring you down to the level they at well, when they are all unhappy, then it gets a little sticky. That's why I am little Nicky to these devils and rap. But, uh, they ain't thinking Drake is smart, girl. Nah, they probably think I break your heart, girl. <laughs> I can't lie, you probably write about it. And if you give me the ass quick, I probably write about it. But I hate it when they judge me on how I sound. I mean, I spit that influential shit for my town. I don't know why you sitting on the couch when you see I got a bed. Bring your ass in, lie down. They taking your purse off Or leading any you taking shirts off And then your skirt off At least I got status Because I could have been a local MC And you probably would have been worse off So I'ma take this hat off And I'ma hit it till I'm back soft And then I'm back soft Cause you thinking you could predict what happened You the reason I'm thinking I'm getting sick of rapping uh, We know what you're thinking, love Amen. You think we out smoking and drinking, love Amen. Push your big whips, chains clinking, love Amen. Y'all really know me like you think you know me 
Cause we know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late Love, but y'all don't really know me like you think you know me You probably think I walk around with my gun tucked and Swing dick to these hoes like nunchucks Well, you can think what you want But I think you've been watching too much BT Uncut You need to get real and check out my real life I ain't a tip drill, don't care what it smell like But if you feel like putting all your notions aside And talking to a real nigga I gladly oblige First name Fonte, I be pleased to date ya College educated, got degrees and papers But I'm from the south where if you ain't snapping Or rapping about trapping, you's a freak of nature Such an anomaly, speak so well And talk so college Such an astonishing contrast to all the bullshit you've been following On behalf of them, I offer my apologies Maybe with me you unlearn Putting all niggas in a box of concerns Me cause I ain't dumb Shit I'm well read like sunburn And after me you never leave no stone unturned uh, We know Come what on. you think in love what, You think we out smoking and drinking love yeah, Push your big whips, chains clinking love Would y'all really know me like you think you know me we know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late Love, yeah. but y'all don't really know me like you think they you know me They say you never judge a book by its cover Though you appear as materialistic just like the others So I followed your words to take them in And I don't see what you saying So they coming off paper thin That's when I felt that I would need to more than just look you up and down to see if I could read you And try to get inside your head only Not just stick my fingers in your middle to get you to spread from me So what I learned on my path to discover Your story took one ugly turn after another I saw we wasn't on the same page I would've gave you strong play but your words rubbed me the wrong way So now I'm closing the case You only out for the paperback that's written all over your face No Ella never judge a book by its cover Until he seen what was in between and looked at what lies up under uh. We know what you're thinking, love yeah, You think we out smoking and drinking, love yeah, Push your big whips, chains clinking, love But y'all really know me like you think you know me Cause we know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late, love But y'all really know me like you think you know me Yes, Drake featuring Fonte from Little Brother and Elzai, one of the best MCs from Detroit. Ninth Wonder, one of the best producers out. That was uh, from the Comeback Season mixtape. This was before Young Money. I always wonder if he never would have signed with Young Money, what would have happened? Like, what his, what his career would have been at. Signing with Wayne was the best Drake decision, but I'm just saying uh yeah and drake when we gonna get the next album because you said january and it's damn near july next song we got on two for tuesday this week since uh i'm still on that swv anything performance might as well bring it to the pod so swv versus yeah featuring wu-tang for anything
shelling out. It be me to kill a beat on the MRC with the SS double double do with the BB going downtown. Let me see if we all in together now. Make it move better now. Listen, I ain't sweating no competition. Blow, going mad low like I'm fishing. Another chapter from the Wu Tang book. Take a look and repeat. Killer bees never sleep. Not stop. Put you on the chopping block. Unorthodox. Attitude to melt the pot. I'll do anything. I'm so into you. Right here. I'm weak downtown with the weird. Whoa, kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? The SS double double do the telling you that above the rim soundtrack best sound that's one thing i'm missing about music Our, i don't know if how we can get this to come back but do y'all ever miss those days that when soundtracks for movies used to come out they used to have major performances and they do the videos and then they show clips of the movie and then they play the video y'all remember that that was man you know the 90s and early 2000s was where it was at. That was the best time. Um, but yeah. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to get out of here. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. Hit me up at Access Code Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And till next time, I love y'all.